Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. The midweek edition every night 2022 of Inside Nigeria, reaching you on leadership television. My name is Winnie Politico, and with me in the studio is our usual public affairs analyst, Samala Musa. Yes, well, viewers, we have three papers for review this morning. We have our staple leadership, Nigeria's most influential newspaper, Leadership, a sister publication, National Economy, and Nigerian And of course, as usual on the program, we are flagging it up with leadership. Leadership, it says Nigeria's problems have been five cosmetic solutions, that is IDB. Nigeria's problems have defied cosmetic solutions, IDB. Says leadership must be occupied by competent, visionary individuals. Nigeria must be rescued from wrong drivers, Ebuba. New movement emerges, backs Southern Presidency. Yes, that is today's leadership newspaper. Wednesday, February 9th, 2022 edition. Uh, Smela. This is the second time uh, President, uh, former President uh, uh, Ibrahim Badamasi Kavagida is making this remark. He did this when he was actually Nigeria's head of state. Nigeria's government had to fight because of solution. And now he's saying to him after coming in years. What do you have to say about that? Oh, well, uh, thank God that you further uh, you know, proper solutions or what he perceived to be the solutions to. Uh, the Nigeria's problem that has defied uh, cosmetic future. Mm. You know, uh, it's all about leadership. Really. Uh, there's no, it's not, it's not a rocket science. Actually, you know, if we have the right people in place to drive, uh, you know, the affairs of this country, this country will move forward. I mean, if it's done in other countries, I don't see any reason why we cannot do it. Nigerians are talented. We have very intelligent you know people we have competent people in nigeria but getting them into power is actually the major problem and that's why everybody is actually uh being vocal about uh, the kind of people who are supposed to occupy the position of leadership in this country you know he has provided solutions to say uh, you know nigeria need competent uh, people to be actually there in driving the affairs of this country mm. you know uh, and beyond that we we know where the problems are I mean, if you can identify your problems, you are halfway done. You understand? It's not just, you know, getting the right people in place that will now begin to uh, drive all these uh, solutions that you have in place. Over time, Nigeria has just not been lucky with the right people in place because uh, quite a lot of times we apply sentiments when we are, you know, choosing who to be yeah. and who is not to be. It's either if we are not using the sentiment of uh, 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 ethnic. ethnic sentiments, it will be religious mm -hmm. sentiment. And that's actually one of the biggest, uh, you know, spanner in the wheel of progress of, of this country. And that will continue to stay with us in as much as we're not ready to do away with all these sentiments. Because, I mean, we continue to be in the same place. If we continue to bring this kind of people who we feel we know I've had people say to me, oh, maybe in terms of the governor or somewhere else or the president that they will say, 
we actually know this person cannot do it. But because at that time, we just needed to bring him. Uh, we need to do away with this sentiment. And well, thank God people like uh, IBB are voicing it out regardless of who uh, feels it's not right or who is feeling hot by those kind of statements. Because each time people like that make statements, some persons always perceive that it's actually directed to them. But I mean, let them play their role before they exit the scene. Most of them are actually uh, holding their body parts. I'm talking about, you know, they are on their last lap of their existence on earth. Sorry to say mm -hmm. that, but I mean, that's just the reality. You know, they are old, they are holding their body parts already, which they can actually take off anytime. But let them keep contributing their quota while they are still here, you know. Yeah, and some of that, the problem is that most of these are leaders before they get there, they even have the problems, they have the solutions mm. and the keys to addressing this problem. But getting there is another different problem altogether. What's happening? Why is it that are, even the parties they can't hold them accountable for that? Look at what we promised these people and look at where we are. Yeah. There is need to deliver on these but because they, mandates. They, Why they, are there's they not no, holding them You see, it's, there's no ideology really. Nigerian politics is not driven by ideology. Well, you don't have ideology, you don't have a proper manifesto. Regardless of who is the president, if the party has a manifesto mm. that they sat down to actually draft themselves, you know, and the president who or to be president is actually in tune with the ideology or the, the manifesto of the party, that this is what we want to do. I, in other climes, they all sit down and iron it out to say, well, regardless of what you have, this is what we campaign to do mm. for Nigerians. We need to start taking them one after the other. And each time you are holding this kind of uh, your party, either uh, a neck meeting or mm. something, it should be on the front burner to check to say, how far have we gone in those things we promise the people? Because this is our manifesto. We have not achieved anything on the list. Mm. You understand? So if those kind of things are in place, then you begin to achieve something. But because is, uh, the politicians or the, the politics is not actually driven by ideology, you, I mean, is it you that he was given a billion naira to support somebody that you come and tell him that he hasn't done what you, mm -hmm. you, you understand? He will tell you that, where do you think I will make that money back? So, if, but if there is actually a program that is saying, okay, based on this party, this party is formed on this basis. This is what we intend to achieve if we get to power in six months. And, you know, there should be a timeline for political parties to say, if we get there, this is what we want to do. And the mm -hmm. second thing is actually, some of their team members are also people who were nominated by, I mean, the same people who feel they are godfathers you understand mm. not putting the round i mean the people run peg, peg in in, in round mm -hmm. holes you understand not putting competent people but based on what how much does this person brought during our campaign so he needs to give us social person who is going to man social place based on maybe the promises but if we begin to look at people who actually know this job and that's why it's important that going forward in 2023 you need to start asking questions. People who are presenting themselves to be either president or governor, they also need to tell you who are their team members, who and who are going to you are going to drive this country together, so that Nigerians will have the opportunity to begin to check the profile of the, the, the president to be or the governor to be team member to know who and who is going to man what. You understand? So uh, those are major issues that have actually been, been I mean, uh, drawing us back a, a lot of times. Where why they cannot achieve. 
anything when they get to power. Now, uh, it's about APC has been in government for almost uh, seven years plus now. Why PDP has been in opposition for this about this? Now, do you think this uh, time has given them the required time to put their house in order, tidy up the, the uh, manifesto, as we have said, so that when campaigns start and they will be able to uh, run with these uh, manifestos? Well, uh, well I, I only hope so. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not their party member, but I, I just feel it, that should have been the right thing to do. Yeah. But unfortunately, you never can tell. You know, uh, you see, you find out a lot of times that they are rather busy with how to grab power by all means, yeah. rather than concentrating on what they want to do. Uh, I, I, there are so many lessons to learn from, you know, this present government you understand for anybody who is aspiring who is uh, an onlooker now there are so many lessons to learn because if you are not prepared we are so many things are bound to happen and that's why when uh, this government came into place it took them more than six months to actually form a cabinet there's no i mean it's like when you are not prepared you don't believe you can actually get it then all of a sudden the thing just fell on your lap and you begin to scramble to say so and now i have power what do i do with it so it's actually uh, one of the major problems we keep facing all the time but hopefully going forward i feel the right thing to do because at this critical time nigeria actually need people who can actually pull it out of uh this uh doldrum that we found ourselves really and those people should be getting prepared if at all they are serious Thank you so much for leadership. We move over to a sister publication talking about business on national economy. This midweek edition says regulatory lapses from Nigeria to Europe's toxic peer dumping grant. Regulatory lapses from Nigeria to Europe's peer toxic peer dumping grant. Federal government says it has identified supplier appropriate sanction. We apply. Regulatory lapses from Nigeria to Europe's toxic peer dumping grant. This is on national economy. Yeah. What is happening? Mm -hmm. Filling stations are still not selling fuel, mm -hmm. and they uh, adduce the reasons to toxic fear that they are trying to avoid. What is happening? Well, even before getting to all these uh, regulatory lapses we're talking about, we have four comatose refineries that are dumping billions annually. I think for any right-thinking person would believe that the right thing to do is to make sure all these refineries are working. Why? Because the question should have been that why do we need to export crude that is in Nigeria? You understand? Taking it somewhere else to go and refine and bringing it back. It doesn't make any logical sense in the long run. And that's why we keep having all these kind of issues. You know, let these refineries start working. It's one of the promises this government was making while they were in opposition to come and do. And unfortunately, or I mean, I don't know how to put it now, because if we have a president who has so much experience in this industry, who himself is actually the substantive minister of petroleum, yet our refineries are actually not even refining anything, so to say. And yet, what's the justification for the billions? that is going into those refineries, when you hear about turnaround maintenance of these refineries, you always want, you, you just want to cry for this country. You understand? Then we're coming to this. So many people's uh, uh, car have been grounded mm. these few days. 
that you know this uh, toxic fuel got into the system uh it's quite unfortunate and you will find out nothing is going to be done to mm. to, to about about these people's uh plight actually nobody is going to uh you know try to uh, you know gives them some kind of a support to say okay well let's actually uh, do something it's either by giving them some money because it wasn't actually their fault mm. you understand the same government is the one who is saddled with the responsibility of you know putting checks into place mm. to know what kind of fuel is coming into the country and unfortunately some persons and when you investigate this kind of thing you will, you will not be surprised to find out that some persons actually are aware that this is what is coming in but maybe because some palms have been greased uh, you know some persons have collected something and that's why this will actually find its way into this country it's unfortunate that this kind of thing is happening and this is going to continue because some persons are also going to take advantage of this you know to make sure or to further make uh this uh uh, uh fuel to be more scarce you know we know each time we have one issue or the other concerning petroleum some people are already seeing an avenue to make so much money from it even the ones who ordinarily did not are not having this toxic fuel will also want to take advantage of it to say no they are holding it now because oh they feel they are but you will find out what's going to be happening is either some of this will be exported you know to some of these are porous borders or still yeah. find you know a way a to way back. a way back into the system so I agree. yeah from national economy we'll move back to Alaska for review this morning and that is Nigerian children. What do we have on Nigerian children? Says ASU insists on strike. Says federal government dribbling us. ASU insists on strike. Says federal government dribbling us. Huh. Well, uh, ASU, honestly, I, I really don't know what to say about this issue of ASU. These mm -hmm. things have been there. Uh, ASU strike, maybe since we were babies, we've been hearing about ASU strike, ASU strike this, ASU strike that. And the major issues have always been the same over the decades, you know, about, you know, they keep sitting down all the time in six months. It's like what they keep doing is just shifting the evil day. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, ASU itself is actually not helping matters because uh, and I know that usually happens when a people, a set of people believe that they are the most intellectual. They don't listen to any other person. They don't listen to advice. I think Asu should have just knew that most of these people you are sitting down with, they don't have their children schooling in Nigeria. It will never affect them. So what will have been their solution will have been to connive with the students themselves. To say, look, we keep going on strike all the time. It affects you, the student. It also affects us, you know, you also our own children these people will never find a solution to it so the right way to do is to connect with the students state protests using the students themselves if you ground most of the places where they also are benefiting from or their offices you you know use the student to go to start protesting rather than taking it solely upon yourself because you keep going on strike it never helped anybody in the long run after they can go and strike for eight months eventually you will hear one day they are sitting down somewhere to say they have reached an agreement the agreement that will never be met you know and then six months after we are coming back to ground zero it's it's unfortunate and i think this should be looked into to be solved once and for all 
because in as much as their children don't go to Nigeria, I don't think they're going to be taking it serious. Except you take drastic measures to say, well, some of the things they are enjoying now, they won't gain access to it. You know, go into some party with the students themselves to say, what's the, what's the solution to all this? Because we want this thing to be solved once and for all. Other than that, this is what we keep having all the time. Now, would you say that uh, ASU's demands are unrealistic? Uh, well, to, to a large extent, uh, some of some of the demands are unrealistic. I think maybe what they need to do is actually to look for uh, a middle ground. To say, okay, on your part, what and what do you think can be met? Because if you keep shifting it, it's going to be there forever. What and what are those things that you think you can actually meet now in, in within the space of one month? If those things are not taken into consideration, then we embark on this strike. So if you can all the things they feel they can do, so that you already know that these ones that you say you cannot leave, which way forward? You understand? Because you know that's why they're saying, Oh, federal government keep dribbling us. They tell them they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that, and then eventually, but you see. I think the, the the organization or the association itself needs need to look, really look inward. Because if some persons are being compromised within the, within the leadership, you never can find any solution. It's the same thing that is happening with, with the NLC and Nigerians are beginning to get sick and tired of the NLC because they feel whatever they are doing or, or saying is actually a decoy. Some persons within the leadership are actually collecting money from the federal government each time. You understand? So when the leadership is collecting money and then it's not getting down, the solutions are not being met. The federal government always feel, but you know, we have actually reached an agreement with you. You demanded for XYZ amount and we, we gave it to you. If, if that is not done, if you did not sit down to know who and who is collecting what on your behalf, because each time you want to reach an agreement that you know that is not going to be met, and people are telling you, the same association is telling you that they are calling off the strike. You need to know what has happened. You understand? Yes. To know if you have compromised, let us know so that we know whether we are going back or we are calling, calling it off or not. But it's unfortunate because that's Nigerian system. Each time the leadership will always compromise. Now, after years, uh, given years of protracted uh, strike, you know, within the system, between the ASU federal government, I think the total uh, monument of funds uh, now in contention is about, it's more than the about trillions. It, so, is as the federal government, is the federal government able to redeem it? It, it, it's actually not. It's actually not going to happen. That's why I say let them reach a compromise. Let, let there uh, be something Let there be a middle ground to say, okay, out of this money, this is what we can actually afford. If it's okay with Asu, if it's not okay, let them say, okay, since we are looking for a middle ground, mm. increase it to social amount. Is that doable? Let that be agreed. That let look whatever agreement you are reaching, let it be something that is doable, so that so you don't keep deceiving yourself. And why they are, the federal government is on the path, as you have suggested, should the slate not be wiped clean? Because it's not something you keep bringing over the years. That look at what we had on ground because it's been over the years, the, the, and the, now which is now puts it to about one point something trillion. The, so, the, the, the solution so is the to wipe that state. Say, let's just wipe this state clean so that we start our prayer. Because at the end of the day, I don't see how the federal government is going to. If the federal government, if the federal government can say, well, let's cut it by half, 
so that once we meet that half we can now wipe the slate i mean that looks more reasonable you know uh, other than that i really do not see the solution because i don't know where those figures are going to come from you know with the present situation in the country really it's just to look for a middle ground where we feel oh on part of the federal government say what you know you can redeem now don't even not know any promises just tell them put it straight that this is what we can do for now because you need to actually put the plight of the nigerian students into cognizance you understand it's just a few privileged ones that can actually go out of the, uh, to go and school abroad yes. uh, the rest of them are here so if the nigerian education uh, educational system that people are already complaining about mm. you are now it's you were complaining about that it's actually not up to standard mm. and that's why people will prefer to take their children to ghana to kutono republic unfortunately and then you now keep those kids at home again for eight months because asu is on strike mm. so where how do you even bridge that gap you understand so it's actually something that needs to be sorted now and for all other than that i mean it, it, it's going to get worse because and, and that's to tell you the kind of product we keep getting you go to where they are taking this test for nyc nyc is now giving them a test the other day i had to go there to witness some uh, some of these things a lot of these nigerian graduates cannot even write two two sentences yeah. as a matter of fact in the office of the the dg of the nyc they brought out some of the scripts for me to see you are wondering if when i was in primary six i wouldn't write that yeah. and these are graduates they couldn't write just two sentences what are the things they are asking quite a lot of them is just to write something about the institution you graduated from yeah. and they couldn't it's unfortunate really and this is the kind of this, these are some of the factors that is actually uh contributing to those kind of stuff okay. very very unfortunate as you said samayla musa obvious this is where we are calling it a day on today's inside nigeria on leadership television we wish to also apologize for the technical hit we had at the start of the program so due to some circumstances of beyond our control samayla musa it's been a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you. Good to see more of you on the program. Thank you. Thank you so much, viewers. I remain really for the program. Don't forget, tomorrow is another day. Same station, same time. Do keep the day with us. Bye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.